Hi everyone, welcome to the Physionic Podcast. This week, this dedicated podcast episode is going to be talking about optimal protein intake. So we are going to be discussing three rules that you may want to follow if you would like to improve your health and or your performance. So why is optimizing your protein intake important? Well, for the vast majority of people, it's probably not uh, because we don't really suffer from the issue of not consuming enough protein. And I'm not going to be going over things like the total amount of protein that you need to be consuming, but a little bit more under the surface, so a little more uh, depth to what these three uh, reasons are that we actually want to consume protein in these three in the, in these three fashions. So. Why? Well, for performance reasons, it does give you a slight edge. Uh, if you want to be a competitive bodybuilder, for example, if you're going out on the extremes, uh, if you uh, just want to be more competitive when it comes to athletic events, just having that little bit of little bit more lean mass allows you to have just a tad bit of an edge. And maybe you can't quantify that necessarily, but over years, if you follow these three rules, you will have a slight advantage over somebody who may not be as meticulous about sticking to these particular sets of rules. On the other hand, if you're not interested in performance, well, these three rules also have an impact on your health. Uh, so, well, one big one is the preservation of movement with age. Obviously, our muscles are highly, highly dependent on proteins and, of course, many other things other than just muscles, but for movement specifically, uh, protein is vital. And I think pretty much everybody understands that by now. Uh, on the other note, also just if you have uh, immune issues, you know, if you can't get your immunity uh, quite right, just making sure that you get that extra slice, that extra uh, bit of help can be really beneficial when it comes to just overall health. Another thing is just maintaining your metabolism. Uh, when you think about your metabolism, when you think about your basal metabolic rate, which is essentially just the rate uh, your metabolism when you are resting, completely not just, just doing nothing whatsoever, uh, that will decrease over time, uh, mainly because we start to lose muscle mass as we age. And even if you don't exercise in any capacity, then you'll lose muscle mass even earlier on. So making sure that you're able to consume enough protein, but also consuming protein in the quote-unquote correct way or the most optimal way, uh, which is kind of a funny way of looking at it, but in this context, the most optimal way could help you maintain that metabolism for a little bit longer. And especially, especially if you pair that with uh, exercise, uh, specifically resistance training, but also certainly really any other type of exercise, having uh, these, these protein rules will certainly be helpful. So those are the two big reasons, performance and health, and those are usually the big reasons anyways, but they apply, these three rules will apply to all, or to both of these major concepts. So, with that said, kind of a background on who this would apply to, uh, this will apply to everybody, literally everybody. Uh, if you're interested in just getting that little bit of a boost in performance, as well as uh, potentially 
helping yourself and just these things are really simple. I mean, I'm not talking about like some really in-depth, you know, like you have to sit there and calculate a whole bunch of things. Uh, This is going to be pretty simple, but it will have a small impact and that small impact could be pretty substantial in, in a person's life. So what are the three rules? Well, the first rule is consuming protein every three to four hours. Now, for a long time, people thought that you had to consume protein every three to four hours, otherwise you would see these massive drops in your uh, lean mass. And that's certainly not true at all. Uh, You don't have to consume protein every three to four hours. To think that your body is some delicate flower that you have to handle with extreme care is absolutely asinine, absolutely ludicrous. But uh, since we're talking about kind of that extreme, trying to think of things as more in a more optimal uh, perspective, consuming protein every three to four hours actually does take advantage of, and I'm going to be talking about this quite a bit, but muscle protein synthesis. If we can increase or keep that elevated as much as we possibly can, then that will over days, weeks, months, and years, especially years, if we can do this really consistently, uh, that will help in both of those health and performance reasons. Now, one question that sometimes arises is that people think, well, okay, if I can eat it three to four hours, uh, why don't I eat it you know, every hour or every 30 minutes? And that's actually a pretty good question. So why not just have this constant infusion of protein if, you know, if we think of it as in kind of a, an idealistic standpoint, just walking around with an IV full of protein, um, or just walking around with your, your tub of food, uh, everywhere you go and making sure you have a timer for every 30 minutes. Well, there's a problem with that and your body uh, doesn't seem to respond very well to that. Not to say that it doesn't use protein in, in every capacity it possibly can, but uh, it switches. So it goes through what's called the muscle full effect. The muscle full effect is essentially once you hit a certain threshold on protein consumption, uh, you are maximizing muscle protein synthesis. And if you continue to ingest and ingest and ingest protein, every 15, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, I mean, anywhere within that range, uh, the muscle protein synthetic response actually decreases regardless of the fact that you have a lot of protein uh, in your system. So it'll start to decrease. So it can have actually uh, detrimental impact to be consuming protein every single uh, moment of every single day and have that protein. So you want, it's it's almost like you want to give your body a break. I don't like to uh, anthropomorphize the body and say, oh, we need a break. That's not exactly what's going on. It's certainly far more molecular. It's far more cellular. I'm not going to go into that right now, but essentially you just want to allow this rise in protein intake. So this, this protein that gets into your system that leads to this increase in muscle protein synthesis, and then you allow it to dip back down to at least near baseline and then give another bolus. So three to four and bolus being just another meal, uh, every three to four hours. And that seems to then Uh, pipe it back up to its optimal levels and then it comes back down you know for an hour two hours and then you you bring it back up so you have these waves essentially these low points and then these high points of muscle protein synthesis and that seems to show that 
there's a potential for just a little bit of an added benefit in terms of uh, maintaining muscle and just accruing more muscle, especially if you're interested in accruing more uh, lean mass. And of course, with lean mass, I don't want you to necessarily think that we're just talking about muscle. I realize that not, not everybody's interested in, in muscle and gaining muscle, although it's incredibly important. Um, this would apply to anything, you know, if you talk about your ligaments, if you talk about your tendons, you talk about all the protein structures that make up your body. So consuming protein every three to four hours is essentially the most optimal way of going about things. But I don't want you to, again, get that confused with you have to do that. This is, uh, this episode is just talking about what is the most optimal. So the second one is consuming leucine rich proteins so if you're not familiar with proteins in general proteins are made up of 20 some people might debate 22 amino acids and what we're talking about in this situation is a particular amino acid called leucine and leucine seems to have a re relatively substantial impact on muscle protein synthesis that specific amino acid uh, has an impact on what's called uh, mammalian target of rapamycin, mTOR, and that seems to be one of the, the, probably the largest driver of muscle protein synthesis, and just protein synthesis in general. Again, you know, whenever I say muscle protein synthesis, in the context of this podcast, I am thinking actually beyond just muscle as well. So that's certainly true for really any tissue in the body. So making sure that you have leucine-rich proteins, which are usually, you know, full proteins, uh, animal proteins tend to have a decent amount of leucine. There are certainly uh, proteins like I believe soy protein actually has uh, really high levels of leucine, surprisingly. Um, and there are certainly others out there as well. And you can just look it up, just go on Google and just type in, hey, leucine rich proteins, and they'll, they'll pop up, there'll probably be a list right there. So that's, that's something to consider. Out, out of the 20 amino acids that would make up a complete protein, or at least of the uh, essential amino acids that we have to have, uh, leucine is one of the ones that we really, really focus on. And number three, and this one's probably going to be the most nuanced of the three, is consuming enough protein per meal. So if you're consuming protein every three to four hours, you also want to make sure that you're consuming a particular amount. And that particular amount is 20 to 25 grams of uh, protein per meal. Usually a complete protein is preferred. And why it's 20, 20 to 25 grams is because you see this maximal rise up to muscle protein synthesis. Protein synthesis in general is maxed out at 20 to 25 grams. And there's a more specific calculation uh, that's found in the article. I'll link that down below uh, for for anybody that's interested in calculating the exact protein amounts that they want for their body that's designed for their body. But 20 to 25 is pretty inclusive of pretty much everybody. So 20 to 25 grams per meal uh, leads to this almost maximal amount of protein synthetic response. But if you were to overconsume and double that, you know, 30, 40, maybe even 50 grams of protein, what you actually only see is a protein synthesis rise of only about 10%. So 
it's essentially the law of diminishing returns, right? So if you consume a lot more per meal, you think, oh, well, then I must be continuously increasing protein synthesis, and that's not the case. So what ends up happening is you see a small bump in protein synthesis, but uh, the large amounts of that extra protein that you're going to be consuming is going to go through oxidation. So it's going to be used largely for, for energy and for other processes as well. Now, that said, I would like to point out that that 20 to 25 gram level or amount is really only applicable to kind of the younger side. Uh, so we're talking anywhere from, well, we'll just take from young adulthood, like 20, 20 years old up to roughly about 50 years old. And I'm kind of making up the exact number of like, you know, when that, that crossing point is. I mean, there I'm sure many years uh, that kind of go between, that kind of cross section between, uh, you know, w what, what is optimal for a younger individual and what's, what's uh, optimal for uh, a little bit older individual. But let's say 50 years old. After 50 years old, especially when you get up to 60, 70, 80 years old, and so on, an elderly population or more, uh, we'll say more veteran population, <laughs> uh, that 20 to 25 grams actually increases up to 40 grams. So what I was saying for a younger population that might not be very useful, you only see about a 10% rise in protein synthesis. For a more <clears throat> advanced population, a more veteran population, uh, it is actually recommended to go up to 30, 40 grams and potentially even more per meal. So maybe you can't consume as many meals, but each meal, if it reaches that 40 grams, you will be able to get close to maximal protein synthesis. So there's a discrepancy there. If an elderly person, let's say you're 65 years old, and you consume 20 to 25 grams of protein, you will not elicit the maximal amount of protein synthesis that you might get if you were, let's say, 40 years younger. So that's a very important distinction, and that's actually something that I think people should really keep in mind, especially as you get up there in age. And I mentioned this earlier that the preservation of movement with age is highly dependent on muscle mass, but of course on your bones, your ligaments, and your tendons, and, and that cartilage in there. And all of those rely on protein. So making sure that you're able to uh, maximize that protein synthetic response. I mean, just by that simple change in nutrition, that could potentially be the difference between uh, being wheelchair bound or uh, not having enough muscle mass or uh, just being injury prone or gaining a, a lot more weight over time. I mean, there's a lot of different variables that you can take into consideration. So having that small change just in its own right, and especially if you take all three of them into consideration, there you go. I mean, you've got, you've got a pretty substantial, uh, pretty substantial and robust benefit that you're getting out of just simply changing a small, a very small nutrition protocol. So with that said, that's what I've got for you guys. Hopefully you found it informative and I will hopefully have the pleasure of speaking with you next time.
What's up, Physionic Podcast? I hope you found value in that episode. If you're interested in more free content, then check out YouTube for long-form videos, Facebook for application and tips videos, and Instagram for daily weekday updates on science going on around the world. Finally, I encourage you to join the email list for exclusive content and maybe, just maybe, consider supporting the science-based cause on Patreon. All the links are in the description or look up Physionic at Physionic. Talk to you next time.